Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Ever found it hard to forgive someone? It took Tony 50 years to forgive someone who violated him. And he shares how he was able to forgive and find that freedom and his early story. I'll share with you what I remember. I just remember, well, I don't remember. I was told that at three years old, um, my father, who I believe was an alcoholic and had a drinking problem, um, committed suicide in a place called Wandering. Um, it was about five years after that suicide that mum struggled to feed the family. Um, and me and my brother were put into a boys' home. Right. Um, apparently it used to be um, an orphanage um, and then it sort of allowed um, people that were struggling like uh, welfare recipients and people like that. Yep. And um, so mum... <clears throat> in her wisdom, um, decided because she couldn't feed us that if we were put in there, then we would at least be looked after. She didn't really know the consequences of that action. I was um, tampered with. Sorry? I was tampered with and abused over a three-month period. Right. And it, it sort of all came to light when the Royal Commission started to happen. It just opened up old wounds. Right. Now, just before we go to that stage, you went back to your mum's. I went back to my mum's and I... Um, I was really moved by the story about how you said your mum would go without dinner. Tell us why she would do that. Because we, we never had enough food and I never fully understood it until I was an adult and I was talking to my sisters and I said, do you remember this, you know, that... Mum would, you know, most of the time say, oh, I'm not really hungry and, you know, and, and allow us, especially us boys, because we were big eaters, um, to have seconds and mum would go without. And you didn't know at the time, right? No idea. Wow, what a, what an amazing mother. You know, and I, I you know, I never ever, i seen her drink once. That was at my sister's wedding. I never ever seen her drink. You seem to have a light, a really weak sort of a drink, a shandy or something like that, and she only took a couple of sips out, sips out for the toast. Um, but I never seen a drink, and she always worked hard to try and make ends meet, and she did the best she could. So, how did that interference with you affect you for that fifty years that you struggled with? It, it, it would. It damaged me in such a way where I never was comfortable with myself. I always felt less than. And, you know, I um, didn't know it at the time, but, you know, that when I picked the drink up, it made me feel like anything I wanted to be. Yeah. It took away the pain of, of that hurt of not being able to share that with mum that I was abused because... I was too scared to share it because it made me feel dirty and, and guilty. So how did you come to a point where you could actually forgive those people? I um, <clears throat> I actually had to come to find someone that I could trust to talk to, someone I could totally trust. And over a long period of time, I've talked to many people, and I guess that helped somewhat. But I was always stuck in it, and it was... 
probably about at four months being sober this time around that I um, I found a member of the Salvation Army who was a um, a counsellor, but she'd also dealt with childhood trauma. Yeah. And so she took me on. And slowly, slowly, she just opened the jar a little bit at a time and um, and then released the pain. Wow. And, um, and it was quite a spiritual moment, especially when the explosion happened that um, deep down, you know, there was all the stuff that I'd pushed down and and um, I just remember this session and I remember as clear as it was yesterday, you know, that I said, you know, the abuse wasn't really that bad. And she was horrified. And she said, okay, let's take you back to eight years old. Can you picture that, what was happening to you? And I pictured it. It was awful. And, uh, and then she said, at 14, how did you feel? And then she took me to a place at 14. <clears throat> and I was extremely a- angry, and I, I guess that's why I rebelled. Right. I started doing all bad things and getting taken away by the welfare, and you know, that was the beginning of me ending up in, you know, in a men's jail. In jail. And I, I started drinking at that point, and I just, I just rebelled against everyone, society, everything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so... I just remember being angry when I was having that session and it just came out and, you know, as a Christian, I'm I'm very careful how I speak and how I say things and, you know, but I had no control over what came out of my mouth this day. And When did you begin to have a faith? I, I guess I had um, wavering faith. I, I guess, you know, that was the, the trouble that was said to me that, you know, that Every time I um, came into recovery and things got hard, that I um, I would walk away from recovery and pick up a drink or a drug or gamble. Right. Um, and it was a friend of mine who's a Christian said, you know, perhaps you need to start walking in faith rather than run in fear. Run in fear. And, um, and I didn't fully understand what he meant. And then he said, you know, you know, every time you get this emotional upset or you feel hurt or you have a resentment or so on and so on, he said, you run. He said, what you need to do is face everything and recover. And you need to wow. trust God and walk in faith that you will be strong enough to get through that, no matter how far the pain is. So how did you face it? I just started to trust God. And then what did you do? What did you do specifically? I, I started praying. I started asking for the strength in what I was about to face. Um, and it was quite amazing that I actually didn't realize it in the time, but I'd started to walk in faith. So you went back to the uh, the orphanage? No, no. no I, did, I was having counseling at the time. And, and so... But she did take me back to the orphanage in the counselling, in the, in my mind's eye. Oh, right. Yes, and and that that's where it all started, and the eruption started, and uh, and it just all came out, and um, and then we went from there. Really, a whole series of over uh, two years or eighteen months, um, really, um, that we started looking at. It wasn't my fault, and. You know, um, 
that this person was probably sick and he had an issue and how I actually seen it and came to a place of forgiveness is because myself as an alcoholic and, and just on that alone, besides being a drug addict and a compulsive gambler, but just in my alcoholic actions, I did a lot of terrible things. Right. You know, and um, what um, recovery taught me was to choose one, my higher power, which I choose to call God today, and to ask for forgiveness. And guess what? I was forgiven. Wow. And I was able to move on. And so I based this man who abused me and hurt me in the same context as I looked at myself. Yes. But in a sense, that I was not really any better than him. And so I came to a place in my heart where I didn't want to be a prisoner to those thoughts anymore. Yeah. And so I came to a forgiveness. Wow. And that's where I really see... I'm sorry. Just a bit emotional. Yeah, Um, I can imagine. I, yeah, I was able to move on and... uh, no longer be a slave to those thoughts or those actions, what happened. And since experiencing that incredible forgiveness, how does it make you feel inside? I feel extremely blessed, honoured and privileged that I, I am, I guess, a child of God. Wow. You know, the doors that have opened up for me are really unbelievable. I could never have thought or dreamt or, or imagined the ability that all this damage and the fact that I drank and the fact that I'm a drug addict, the fact that I'm a compulsive gambler, would become one of my greatest weapons today. I get to touch so many people and and I I get to help so many people that I don't even know who I help sometimes. That's Tony and his story of forgiveness and finding freedom. If you need counselling, then call the Salvos on 13Salvos. Light and Life, the Salvo's weekly radio show.